We are back with our Word of the Month series, where we choose a word and we ask our guests to share three inspiring ideas of Torah that connect with a specific theme or time of year connected to that word. As we are now in Kislev, approaching the holiday of Hanukkah, we have partnered up with some of our previous guests and given them a word to explore. As we speak to Rav Arizev Schwartz, let's find out what word we have challenged him with, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Rob Ari, for coming on today. It's great to have you on again. So we have challenged you by giving you a word. This word we have asked you to use as a springboard towards sharing ideas and Torah for the upcoming month of Kislev and the holiday of Hanukkah. And the word we have given you to use is the word or. So are you ready to go into your first idea with the word or? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, okay, so I want to start um, with a teaching from Rav Cook. Um, well, most of his books are called uh, Orot, which means uh, lights, Orot Torah, the lights of Torah, Orot HaEmunah, the lights of faith, Orot Kodesh, the lights of holiness. So one of the main ideas of Rav Cook's is, and he really returns to this over and over again, that there's a light within every human being, and that's your soul, and one of the goals is to uncover your soul, your light. And bring it to the world. So I'm going to read a piece from Shmona Kvatsim, where he actually uses the phrase near Hashem, like there's a candle inside of you. So he says, this is from Shmona Kvatsim, and it's uh, 846 from the first of the Shmona Kvatsim. He writes, Every single person could enrich in the world from their own inner treasure. But you have to reveal it. It's not enough to have this light inside. You have to figure out how to actually uncover it. You don't have to be some sophisticated person. You could even be a simple person. That he said that there's no end to the great worth and richness of the soul and it's like a candle of god in the world okay so let's try and think about what Rav cook has said here and what he wants to teach us about or light Rav cook thinks that if you really go deep inside of yourself there's really no end to how much light you have everybody has their own light and if you think of it like a candle really the job is to light your candle to light your soul and to bring it to the world. Now, this is a very difficult thing to do, but this is really the goal of life. Um, Carl Rogers wrote a very famous book called um, Becoming You, <laughs> Becoming a Person. I think that's what it's called. And basically, he thinks it's the hardest project of life, becoming yourself. Um, all of therapy is basically trying to figure out how to do this, and it's really difficult. So just because I say that I have a light inside doesn't mean, oh, great, now I feel like I've reached my potential because I know who I am. This is, takes basically a whole life to do it. And in that sense, that's the project. How do I get my light out there? And that's the second lesson I want to reach now and go into. I want to read a passage from the Shulchan Aruch. Um, it says in the Shulchan Aruch, this is from Orachayim, Saf Reish Ein Gimel, Siman. It says that there's an extra mitzvah to light 
not just the normal candles, we have to light a shamash. But says no agimla dik nir nosaf. There's an extra mitzvah to light an extra candle, not just the normal candles. Kadesha imish tamesh la ora yela or and nosaf shi oto shudlak acharon vianichainu mirachok sat mishe nerot mitzvah. And what's this called? A shamash. In other words, not just the normal candles, you light one for every night of Hanukkah, you're supposed to light an extra one, and that kind of is the main one that gives light to the other candles, and you even use it to light. So the second idea I want to share is that the shamash, which is kind of the extra light, um, is kind of like a rabbi or a teacher or a parent. In other words, how do I actually uncover my own light? I can't do it by myself. I need an outside external helper. That would be like the the ore, the shamash, that helps me from outside. So if Rav Cook thinks that we really need to uncover our own light, so this piece of Shulchan Ruch says we need an outside helper to do that. Now, how do you get an outside helper? You could go to a rabbi, he or she, you know, your teacher could help you uncover, reveal your light. You could get a book. Um, I know Rav Cook's writings have been a huge light, a shamash to my life. It could have a parent. But you can't really do it on your own. And that's one of the most uh, humble things about realizing when you light the candles on Hanukkah, you're not allowed to actually light with each of the candles, each other. You need something outside. You need the shamash to light you up. So I want to kind of think of this idea in Rav Shagag language because he has some one of the most, I would say, kind of life-changing ideas about a teacher and a rabbi. In his book, here, I have it here. His book has this great called Lahair Tachim. And uh, one of his essays on it, in the book, he says that usually we think of a rabbi or a teacher as kind of like a woman giving birth. And then, the, you know, you've got this helper who's kind of trying, giving, helping you give birth, help the mother give birth. There's this baby inside and how do I get it out? So the helper, um, could be the doctor, um, is just there to help. There's this baby inside and you just got to help bring it out. So Rav Shagaz said, this is a terrible analogy for education. He, he thinks it's it's naive. He, he said that's Socrates. Socrates brings this metaphor. And he said it's really just not accurate. It isn't like there is this, this light inside and the teacher just has to help bring it out. He said that's not really not how education works at all. Education actually shapes the student. It affects the light. And if I choose to teach my students Rav Cook, it will change their light. And if I choose to teach them Rabbi Nachman, it'll cause it to go in a different direction. And if I choose to teach you Greek philosophy, you'll go in a completely different direction. In that sense, the Shamesh has a huge responsibility. It isn't just I as a teacher am a means, a tool to help you become yourself. I actually am going to shape you and, and kind of point you in a certain direction. And in that sense, it's not really neutral. The shamash has a huge effect on the student's life. So who I go to, which rabbi I choose to surround myself with, will change my light inside. I don't even mean it in a negative way, but there is a consequence. So if I choose to go to this midrashah, probably my Jewish spiritual direction will go in one direction. If I go in a different midrashah, it'll go in a different way. If I go in one yeshiva. And so Rav Shagar, he has this very honest part of his personality that he says, you know what, as a rabbi, I can't really run away from the responsibilities. 
that if I have a student in front of me and they say, Rabbi, should I stay in yeshiva or midrashah or should I go to university? Whatever answer I give them, they're probably going to take very seriously. And therefore, I can't really run away and say, you know what, do what you want. Because a rabbi has to make a decision. A teacher, a parent will affect the life of their student. And so there's a, there's a great story that a student of Rav Shagar um, became a rabbi himself. And he had this big dilemma because his students um, started going to the army. And they would come up to him and say, I don't know what I should do. Should I pray in the morning? And, um, and then I have no sleep. And I have such little sleep and I might be angry because, you know, I don't daven well and I didn't get enough sleep. And then I'll just have this whole negativity in the whole in the army. Or should I not daven in the army? And then I won't feel negative towards prayer. But then I won't daven. And so this is what he would he would ask this rabbi this. And so the rabbi eventually came to Rav Shigar and said, I don't know what to do. Because if I tell my student one way, he might be angry at prayer. If I tell him don't pray, when that means he didn't pray for the next, you know, two or three years, I don't know what to do. It's too much responsibility on me as a rabbi. So he said, what do you do, Rav Shagar, when someone is, when a student asks you such a, um, a heavy question? So Rav Shagar says back to him, he says, uh, my son right now is a, um, an officer, a, 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 a um, commander in the army. And uh, his soldiers, uh, they ask him, you know, should I go in this direction or in that direction? Um, in war, and and the commander has to pick a direction. If he sends him that way, he might die, and if he sends him that way, he might live. And he, and Rav Shagar said to him, "But that's what you have to do when you're the commander. You have to make a decision. You can't say I don't know." And Rav Shagar said, "But that's what it means to be a teacher and a rabbi and a parent. That you're never neutral. The shamish, the the person who lights the other candles." never is neutral. It's never do what you want. I'll just give you the tools. It really is a shaping of the student. And I kind of love this idea because it makes me think, number one, not everybody has to be a rabbi. Not everybody has to be a teacher. But if you do choose to be a teacher, if you do choose to be a, you know, a rabbi or a spiritual instructor, make good decisions because your students are going to be affected by them. And uh, there's an incredible uh, responsibility when you're a parent. There's no way your child is just going to go on and become themselves. You are going to affect them. And the Shamesh has a huge responsibility. So everybody, Bizarre Hashem, who's listening to this will one day become a parent, or maybe they're a parent right now. And uh, Rav Shigar is saying, you're a Shamesh. You are a light that is lighting somebody else's light. But don't think you're just neutral. Like, whichever way I choose, they're going to become their self. It's not true. You really are shaping them. And the decisions you make have huge effects on their life. So Rav Shagar would say, don't run away from your responsibility, but just make wise decisions. Think it through. And if you send them to this school, have integrity. Believe that that school is really good for them. And if you say, you know what, I'd rather you not go to that school. I think this place is better have integrity in that decision as well. But don't run away from the responsibility. Don't say, whatever you decide, I'm sure it will be good. Even that is influencing them. And uh, so that's the second lesson I want to learn with everybody, that we are a shamish and we're never neutral. We do really affect people. And it's not as simple as just they're going to become themselves. We actually affect their light. 
I love that. Okay. What do you I like love, about it? I, I love that. I think just the idea of being complete, but it also got me to think about the famous Gemara um, with the um, debate between Hillel and Shammai about how Hillel, we obviously follow Hillel, about how we go up. And I think the, the idea of going up and having like a set of being complete, um, I think also connects to that in the sense that we're complete by going up and then having a full set of candles being lit. Um, and I think that idea of going up and it kind of like connects to growth in that every, like every candle kind of allows us to grow um, and find our light and how our light is complete once it's kind of gone up and each step of the way. 100%. Yeah, and, and in that sense, uh, we're always growing and developing and uh, the Shamish is helping us yeah, go up. And still, we would have gone up in a different direction if the Shamash would have directed us in a different way. So, yeah, there's, there's a great responsibility in being a parent and being a Shamash. And uh, we shouldn't run away from it. But, uh, yeah, we should know that that's what it means to be a parent or a teacher. Okay, third lesson. Okay, so this is, again, I want to read from the Shulchan Aruch. Really what's amazing about the Chagim um, it's just all the laws, all the all the all the halachot are just so rich with depth and meaning, and you really don't have to, you know, go open philosophical spiritual books. Just go straight to the halacha, and inside of those laws are just un- you know just rich with meaning. Okay, so this is um, again Shulchan Aruch. It's Orachaim, uh, and it's a Taf Reish Ein Aleph, Stiman Seif Hey. Okay, so it says Ner Chanukah. So where do you supposed to light your candle? The Shulchan says, just outside of your house, on the opening, um, where the door leads to the outside. If it can be open to the outside public, that's where you put it. If you are living upstairs, you have an apartment upstairs, where do you put it? You just put it at the window, so it's looking out. But in dangerous situation, when it's not possible to do the mitzvah outside, maybe because there's anti-Semitism and you're afraid right now if they see the candle um, something bad might happen to you. What does the halacha say? You just put it in your house, on your table, and that's it. Okay, so let's kind of go a little bit deeper into this light, this or. Um, the third idea I want to share is that really we should be lighting the candle, the light, so that it faces outward. In other words, if the first lesson was we have a light inside of ourselves, an or, like Rav Cook said, and the second lesson was that there's a shamash, like Rav Shagar said, that influences us, we need someone outside to help us. The third lesson is the whole purpose of uncovering our light isn't just for ourselves. It's to shine light to the outside world. The candle is supposed to be lit in a way that publicizes the miracle to the outside, not just to the inside. Now, growing up, I grew up in Australia, we always lit the candle inside the house on the table. I don't ever remember putting it outside. But then when I got to Israel, it's always outside. I remember feeling very um, uncomfortable. I wanted to do it inside my house. 
why is it feeling so public? But the truth is, it was always like this. That's the halakha. The halakha is push yourself outward. Find a way to use your light and actually shed a light on the world. Give something to the world. And if you walk around Jerusalem in Meir Sharim specifically, um, which is one of the most religious neighborhoods in Jerusalem, it is magical on Hanukkah. Wow, there are sometimes like eight or nine Hanukkah outside of every door, and there's just light shining out. So I would say the third lesson is the whole purpose of uncovering your potential in life is not just for yourself. Individual happiness is definitely a very important thing in life, but it shouldn't end there. Individual meaning should eventually lead to using your talents and wisdom and light and lighting other candles and lighting other people's light up. And that is the really, uh, I would say, tragic thing when we sometimes feel like our generation is so focused on the I, the individual happiness, and we forget that there's a whole world out there full of pain and sadness and darkness, and we shouldn't just focus on our I, our own candle. We've got to figure out how can I use my talents, my light, and really, you know, be a petachabait, be on the outside of the house looking out. Now, there's one interesting thing about this halakha. It says in Bashat Sakana, that if it's a dangerous time period and, you know, there's a lot of anti-Semitism, then you're allowed to light it inside the house. So maybe you could also apply that, that if you're feeling like you don't have strength, you don't feel energized in your life, don't feel like there's any purpose, then you have to go back into your house, figure out who you are again, kind of relight your own candle. And once you're feeling strong again, then you can go back outside and light other people's because it's kind of impossible to be a light to other people's lives if you don't have any light inside your own life. And so, so that's that would be the third lesson, to really, to be a Jew is not enough to be a Jew for yourself. You've got to be a part of Am Yisrael. And right now we are uh, in a very uh, painful time period because uh, there's a lot of war and, and tragic you know, death and, and hostages and um, we've got to care for other people and not just care for ourselves. And one of the most I really feel like this is just so beautiful. I was watching an interview of one of the the hostages that were just returned, and they said, we've got to free all the other hostages. That's the first thing they want to say. That instead of saying, oh, I feel so relieved, I'm back home, I feel so good about myself, my own candle, you know, my own light, immediately they wanted to say, yeah, but what about all those other Jews who are captured? That's such a Jewish um, sensibility that I do care about myself, but myself is part of something bigger. And so we want to light the candle on Hanukkah, Petah So wherever you're listening to this from, think to yourself, is it possible if I could light the candle at the opening of my door? And if I don't feel safe doing that, then I can do it at the window. Um, and if even that is too dangerous, then you can just do it on the table. But ultimately to remember that the goal of Judaism is to light your own candle, which will lead to lighting the whole world. Absolutely, and couldn't be more relevant to the current time period that we're in. Um, just about lighting outwards to spread the light of Army Israel. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing such thank inspiring you. Torah with us. My pleasure. And Hanukkah Sameach. Hanukkah Sameach. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for listening to Desert Island Torah. Feel free to share our podcast with family and friends so that we can reach out to Amisra. And if you enjoyed that episode, please feel free to download and subscribe. And if you want to discuss your own Desert Island Torah, get in touch at desertislandtorah at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. Thank you.